happening everyone welcome to another episode of total football club my name is alex perez and my goodness it is a pleasure as always to be joined by all of you to be speaking once again to every single one of you we have some show for you all today we're going to talk about manchester city their struggles jack grealish harry kane lewandowski erling holland who is going to join the blue side of Manchester. We're also going to talk about Kylian Mbappe. Will he stay? Will he go? Will his dream be fulfilled to finally play for Real Madrid? But I can't do all of this by myself. I need to bring in the best co-host that there is in the soccer podcasting world. The number one Chelsea fan, Chris Suet. Chris, my friend, how are you? I'm doing well. Thank you for the introduction, Alex. How are you doing, man? How's everything? Not too bad, not too bad. Um, I I am 23 now. I turned 23 this past Sunday. Um, like I was telling you off air, I got a shout out by Michael Essien. Uh, that was pretty cool. But uh, other than that, I, I watched a little bit of soccer this weekend. Of course, I had to. Um, even though there, I we had we had guests over, and I I didn't care. I still had to watch. Uh, of course, had time to watch a little bit of Leicester, a little bit of uh of Chelsea wrecking just wrecking the league it looks like that's what they might be doing up until May I know that makes you very happy um and I also unfortunately got to see Manchester City which is what we're going to talk about right now but before we do that plug away your social media let's get that done let's get it out of the way so we don't forget at the end Chris where can people find you if they want to contact you Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Chris S-O- L-O-D-O-L-O underscore. There we go. And you can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at Alex Perez FC. Subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, on Apple Podcast, on Google, on YouTube. We got video because Chris's jersey is just too good to not be on camera right now. So, of course, we had to bring out the video again. Bit of a different setup for me, but same thing. Um, and then follow us on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook at Total Foot Club. It's that simple. You can join the movement. Let's talk about Manchester City. Let's talk about Manchester City and their struggles. And I just want to ask you this right off the bat, Chris. Did Manchester City really need Jack Grealish? Or was this more of a luxury buy? Oh, it was definitely a luxury buy. <clears throat> Jack Grealish is one of, if not arguably, the best player in the Premier League. I know he would probably say Harry Kane's better another player that Manchester City are linked with. But Jack Grealish is just a, a really creative uh, spark. That being said, it's not like Manchester City were really uh, needing more creativity. They're <laughs> a, a well-oiled machine under Pep Guardiola. They, they have so many quality players who score, who, who have that keen eye for the, for the pass. Or the or the or the, the the shot in the final third, and I think you know you, you never say no to Jack Grealish, especially if you don't have too many holes in your team like Manchester City uh, currently does. But I, I mean, you I think the emphasis has to be more on the striker, and I think that was evident over the the opening fixture with uh, Tottenham, where they just looked really really anemic uh, in front of goal. And it's not something that's usual for them. Like I said, they have a lot of players who are usually are really good finishers and and mid even midfielders who score like okay Gundogan and Phil Foden. But having Jack Grealish there means somebody else has to sit sit down. And you know, it's it's not something that I guess I'm thrilled about because I think Manchester City had a really great dynamic. You sit an LK Gundogan, or I mean, you're not gonna sit the Bruyne, but or you, you 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 take away minutes from Phil Foden. That's not necessarily a, a good thing. But Jack Grealish is really gonna provide quality, so you don't say no to Jack Grealish at the end of the day. 
but I definitely would have put the, the onus or the emphasis on getting the striker, kind of like another team who plays in blue in the Premier League did. <laughs> oh, yes. Here's a first Chelsea mention from, from Chris. Um, it's so funny that you mentioned that you don't say no to Jack Grealish because I literally have that on my notes. You don't say no to Jack Grealish. I know you probably couldn't see it, but it's right here. Um, it, it wasn't a necessity. It really wasn't because you said it best. Jack Grealish is a creative player. But what what does Manchester City have in abundance? They have creativity. They have creative players. They have players that can that can facilitate the game for the guys that will finish the opportunities. But the problem is that there's no one to finish the opportunities. And they haven't scored a single goal in their last two games. And they played Leicester and they played Tottenham. Sure, Leicester City will probably be competing for top four this season. Maybe a Europa League spot depends on who you ask. Some people think they regressed. Some people think that they're somewhat better, similar to what they were last season. And then against Tottenham, a struggling Tottenham. And all I have heard these last few days is that this looks like a big bruise on Manchester City's season already. Already because Tottenham's in shambles and it already looks like a big bruise in their season. We're 90 minutes into the season. So we are a game into the season and it already looks like a big bruise. But sure, you can talk about the false nine system and having those midfielders that can provide a lot of goals that can that can take you out of certain problems whenever it is that you may encounter them. But you can't rely on those guys to be scoring all the time. You can't rely because that that's not their main function. You didn't bring them to this team for that reason. And I look at the starting 11 that Manchester City fielded this past Sunday. The midfield? I mean, my goodness, what a midfield. Fernandinho, Gundogan, Grealish. Up top, Sterling, Riyad Mahrez. I would personally play Phil Foden over Raheem Sterling. That's just me. But then up top, Ferran Torres. You brought him in as a winger, and now you're playing him there. I get it. I, I, I know that he's not meant to be that that number nine that, that stays put in the box. That's not his role. But at the same time, who's the finisher there? Who's the finisher? Imagine if you had, instead of of Ferran Torres, you had Harry Kane, or you had Robert Lewandowski, or you had Erling Haaland, we would be looking at a completely different team, a team that would have probably won 3 or 4-1. Because let's not take away Hamlin Son's goal, that was a beauty. But Manchester City would have probably won that game easily, and they would have probably beat Leicester City in the Community Shield quite easily too. So now what what happens here? Let let me ask you this, Chris. What happens if Manchester City doesn't bring a striker in these next few days, really? With today, as we're recording this, today's what, the 19th? So they have what, about 11, 12 days to bring a striker? What if they don't bring a striker? What happens then? They could regress. They could regress and finish. And regression for Manchester City is what necessarily, you know, finish like second, third. Finish <laughs> yeah. third. Yeah, like, but, you know, I can see that happening. Mm-hmm. Pep Guardiola, his first season in, in at Manchester City, a lot of people painted it to be a disaster. They played pretty well. They just lost the odd game here or there, and that happens. And they finished, I think they finished third or, or second even. And I can see something similar happening. Um there's a lot of teams to look up for it this season. Uh, Manchester United looked really, mm-hmm. really potent the opening the opening weekend. Chelsea looked great. Uh, Tottenham surprised Manchester City, and if they keep playing like that against the big teams of, of the big six, they have no reason why not to make a deep run. But you know, Spurs, even Liverpool, if you want to, yeah, talk about those those big powers. Liverpool, sure, they beat a team that just got promoted, but. They did what they had to do, and they did it in style. Yeah, so there's a lot of teams that look like they got better this, mm-hmm. this transfer window, mm-hmm. and 
that with a combination of Manchester City just you got to think they they really been dominating the last couple of years like even Liverpool had 90 points and finished in second when uh, three years ago like yes. what that 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 was just ridiculous so you got to think at a certain point you get tired of winning the league and I've seen it happen like there's a, there's there's a certain point where domestically you keep winning it and if you don't get the, the European success to accompany it, that that domestic trophy just gets boring after yeah, a while. It doesn't really feel like anything. It, it loses its meaning after you win it for so long. Yeah. So I can definitely see them regressing in the league and maybe taking a step forward in Champions League. Like that's something that it happens in, in the football world all the time where <laughs> you, these teams uh, take a step back and then in a different competition just look like completely like 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 completely other side so yeah um i can definitely see them regressing that being said i don't want to put it past i mean it's it's Pep Guardiola and they if anyone could put it you know get get it get it together and and pull it together it's it's Pep Guardiola and, and his squad so i wouldn't rule them out just yet but if they continue playing like that playing lethargic and they don't get a, a striker yeah that's it's very possible yeah absolutely and uh you you made a point a point there where uh where a team can look completely different from one competition to another and i i I just feel like the ultimate test is the league because you have 38 games to play you have 38 games to play and it's it's quite difficult to be consistent in those types of situations because you're just playing so much. You're playing so much. You're playing every team twice. And it's it's difficult. That's why I I, I feel like, yeah, maybe Pep Guardiola's uh, track record in Europe outside of Barcelona hasn't been the best, and, and he gets a lot of criticism for that. But look at what he has done in the leagues, and I, I kind of skewed the conversation there i don't want this to become a pep guardiola uh debate or anything like that but i'm just saying you mentioned something really really interesting and i just thought that i should add something something to it um it does feel though as if uh manchester city whenever it is whenever they need something in particular except for fullbacks they can they always bring a fullback but whenever they need something in, in particular whether and and in this case specifically, a striker. When they need a striker, it feels like they say, okay, we need an attacking threat. We need a number nine. What should we do? Let's bring a midfielder. And they bring a midfielder. And you're like, what? You guys didn't need a midfielder. Like, you guys didn't need all of these creative players. You have so many creative players that at some point, some of them are going to get tired and they're going to leave. And then you're going to be left empty-handed. So I feel like that that's an issue for Manchester City. And something that you also mentioned was that Manchester City can just put it past anyone because they can do some things that that other teams can't. And it's funny because as I was preparing for this show, I was finishing up the notes and I'm like, I can't wait to look so stupid in April when Manchester City is like 10 points above everyone else. Um that's what happened last season. But last season was very strange. We know what happened. It started late, pandemic, whatever. I feel like a lot of it played in favor of Manchester City. Now, we we did have, right now, we had a, a bit of a, of a negative outcome or a, or a negative scenario for Manchester City. Now, let's talk about a little bit more of a positive scenario for Manchester City and let's just say that they do sign a striker before August 31st who do you think that striker would be oh man that's so so tough I still don't think it'll, it's gonna be Harry Kane because mm-hmm. Levy now they're saying he's not even answering the calls anymore which oh. we predicted we predicted <laughs> no, you yeah, yeah yeah you you that's all you He's he's, I told, he's gonna have to look in the mirror. He has to look in the mirror and say some hard truths 
to, to sell Harry Kane. And I don't think that's happening, at least not mm-hmm. anytime soon. So I you can rule out Harry Kane bar something unimaginable. Like they offer like stupid money, like money to get Erling Haaland. So if you're going to offer that much money, you, you get Erling Haaland. But I don't think it's going to be, it, it would be, that would flip the league on its head. Everybody would then get off the Chelsea bandwagon and the Manchester United bandwagon and go right back to Manchester City. Because that if they get Erling Haaland, forget it. They, they, they're going to be unbeatable. But I think it, it probably, the chances are, are likeliest that it might be somebody like Robert Lewandowski. He, he today, today's the 19th. He today said that he wants a new challenge. They probably are going to try for Harry Kane and not get him. They, they may lose or, or lose points rather uh, in the next two weeks before this window closes. And I think that's vital. Like, how they mm-hmm. play over the next two weeks might dictate how desperate they get. Yeah. But if they continue to drop points, they could overpay and, and get Robert Lewandowski. And if they do, I mean, lights out again. Forget they flip the league on the tight again because he's a finisher. I know you don't rate him as highly as others. I think I rate him higher than, than others. Okay. <laughs> uh, he's, a, <laughs> he's a goal machine, man. He's as lethal a finisher as I've seen. And uh, I think he'd be perfect for someone like Pep Guardiola. We've already seen him. You you reminded me earlier, I was going crazy <laughs> when you said it, um, that he's already played under Pep Guardiola. And we've seen the madness that he's capable of under in that system. So, yeah, um, as it stands, I I don't see that. It's either of, of the elite strikers, I think Robert Lewandowski has the highest chance. If they somehow settle, I don't, I don't think they will. But if they settle for a striker, I mean, man, I don't, I can't. It would be a surprise. It might be somebody like Ollie Watkins from like Aston Villa again, where they, they go in and offer big money, something like that, where you just don't see it coming. But it's a great fit where you they get a great young finisher. But I don't, I don't, I can't think about who else it might be. Maybe somebody like a Jamie Vardy, which again would flip the like. It, wow. it would be somebody of quality because Pep doesn't fuck around. You know that, man. No, no way. Mm-mm. So yeah, it's it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be one of the fun because I don't think any of the other big clubs are gonna make another big big time signing of that level. No, so it's gonna be fun to see what Manchester City does if they stand pat. The the, the Premier League's wide open. Oh my goodness, Jamie Vardy with Pep Guardiola? Are you kidding me? That 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 either is going to end in like thirty goals for Jamie Vardy this season, or him out by January. Um, <laughs> one or the other. Love, I love Jamie Vardy. I, I I love his story. I love everything about Jamie Vardy. Um, but now, with with that being said, and considering what what you just said right now and, and your analysis i feel like it really is only down to three that that you can say okay good fit and a and a world-class player that's yeah. of course Lewandowski, erling Haaland, and um harry kane now i feel like if i were to rank those three in in in, in talent not not even the fit or whatever i feel like just ranking them by sim- simply by who's better i feel like hear me out erling holland i think he's number one the raw talent is there he runs so funny too <laughs> and and he can just finish like no one's business and i think robert Lewandowski. and then i think harry kane is at the bottom of this list just like currently i let me tell you this, Chris. Let me tell you this. As the days have gone by, I've understood less and less why Manchester City is pursuing Harry Kane. I don't get it anymore. I I don't. Listen, I might have that nasty image of the Euro and the poor Euro that he had. And that's why I'm like, oh, why do you want to get Harry Kane? You can bring Robert Lewandowski, who Robert Lewandowski, listen, 
you know I'm not his biggest fan. But I will say this. He was a very important part in, in that. Well, he was the most important part in that in that Polish team. And he showed up. The rest of his team didn't show up. It's not his fault. And then with Bayern, I mean, we know what he does with Bayern. The, there are very few players that are system or or there are very few players that are plug and play. Very few players that will fit anywhere. I think Robert Lewandowski is one of them. I think Erling Haaland has the makings of being one of them. I don't think Harry Kane is one of them. Um, I, I might, again, recency bias is a very, very real thing. But as the days have gone on, and yes, I'm going to go on record, even though people people will will screenshot that will not screenshot this. They might screen record this and show me this after Harry Kane bags 25 goals with Manchester City. The less as days go on, the less I understand why Manchester City keeps pursuing Harry Kane. I just don't get it. Now there are other options. Robert Lewandowski just said that he wants a different a different challenge, a new challenge. I think he's a better striker than than Harry Kane right now. Well, I think as a as a a striker, he's yeah, he's definitely. He's, I think he's slightly more lethal. I would say he's definitely more lethal. Yeah. I, I think just to answer your question, I think it's it's the fit and Harry Kane leading the the Premier League in goals and assists. Shows you the kind of player he is. Like he's he's gonna come in deep because of Tottenham. They they mm-hmm. they need him to. They don't have the talent to to the world class talent to to that uh, that's a number ten that could disrupt the de- the defense. So he has to come in and do it with with Son. If he goes to Manchester City, they don't necessarily change anything about what they do. They play him as a false nine, but he's actually a nine. Mm-hmm. That, that just plays like a false nine. He's just as lethal as a nine, but he comes in and will, will probably play the right pass to an incoming Ferran Torres or an incoming Raheem Sterling, who's who's driving on the left or driving on the right. So I think that's why they're going Harry Kane before these other finishers. Is it the right move? We'll see. You know, we'll 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 see. Uh, Harry Kane's older. You can probably, well, for the money you're going to pay for Harry Kane, you can probably get an Erling Haaland. You can probably make a competitive offer to a Kylian Mbappe, who, we're, who no one's talking about, because why Why does Real Madrid get a free run, right? But yeah. that all that being said, um, I, I I can, I I mean, I get it with, with Harry Kane, but that doesn't mean I would do it. Exactly. Exactly. That That's how I feel, like... Yeah, I I understand why they're doing it, or I I understand why they started to do it, but I just I don't I wouldn't do it if I was in control. I wouldn't do it. So I I definitely agree with what you said. But listen, if I was Manchester City, I'd just stay put. I'd be patient. I I'd work with what I have. Maybe bring in a striker that won't cost me as much a, a temporary solution and push for Holland next summer. Ha, the, the Holland is on his goodbye tour in the Bundesliga. He's leaving. He's leaving. Breaking news. He's leaving. So why don't you just wait for him? Just wait for him. Bring him in. His father played for Manchester city. No. Yeah. I mean, there's ties there. There's ties there. Why not do it? I would do it. But then again, I'm not Pep Guardiola. I'm not uh what's the owner's name? Sheikh Manzoor or whatever. Yeah. Um I'm uh, I'm not any of those guys. I just host a podcast. That's what I do. So <laughs> take my advice with a grain of salt. Um, but I would push for Erling Holland because I I think that Gabriel Jesus isn't it. He he was never it, in my opinion. Um, so you need to bring in a temporary solution again, in my ideal scenario, you bring in a temporary solution, maybe someone on loan, then you bring Erling Holland. That's it. You bring someone on loan for this season. They know that they're probably not going to stay. 
So you're, you're not lying to anyone. It's cool. You're not deceiving anyone. They know. They know what they're here for. And again, Gabriel Jesus isn't going to be it. Because let's be realistic. Is Ilkay Gundogan going to equal his goal tally from last season? I don't think so. I don't think so because that's not who he is. Sorry, I, I just got so I just thought of a crazy name. Please, and, please, please, please share it. God, do you do this? Oh, Alex, I'm so intrigued. Do you say it's deadline day, right? You need a world class player. Mm-hmm. You're right? mm-hmm. Manchester City. You need someone who's really high quality, mm-hmm. who plays that, who's used to the pressure of a big club, who's mm-hmm. done it, done it before. But he needs to be a certain profile. He needs to be a finisher, right? Mm-hmm. You do a deadline day loan so that next year you get early Holland. Okay. For Alvaro Morata. I don't know why I thought you were going to say Obama Yang. Oh, I would have loved Obama Yang. But I, I don't, don't know why. Done it. Arsenal won't do it. Arsenal no. Won't do it. Would you do Morata? He just had a, the euro of his life. Oh, dude. It's intriguing. It's intriguing. And fuck, I hate that it's a transfer deadline. You don't have <laughs> enough time to think about it. Yeah. Uh, I I would probably play it safe and say no. Because I know that he would score me a goal, but then he'd miss two sitters. And I'd be like, ah, oh, fuck, why'd I do this? But it's on loan, you said, right? Yeah, it's on loan. Literally, because he's going, he's, he's just on loan at Juventus. Atlético Madrid don't want him to have Luis Suarez. Yeah. So he's probably going to go on loan again. Like, it's not like there's going to be a big club who's going to pay big money for Arar Morata. So you probably can get him on loan again. They they would, and, and knowing Atleti, why wouldn't you send him to Pep Guardiola where he bangs in, hopefully he bangs in 20 goals, and now you, you get a big fee for him. Okay. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Because Atleti isn't going to. They're, I don't even think they own his... They no, don't they even do. have... They do? Yeah, Atletico Madrid, they bought him from Chelsea. Oh, hey, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'll, give you, I'll tell you this little, this little fun fact. They bought Atletico, they bought Alvo Morata in January 20... I want to say 2020? Yeah. Who, who did? Uh, oh, yeah, Madrid. you're right. You're right. And then loaned him out to Juventus six months later. Mm-hmm. He's yeah, and he's gonna be on loan for uh next season too. Oh, or this Juventus? season coming up. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay, so yeah. never mind then. But that's that's a great move for him. He played great there, so good yeah. for him. But I was just thinking, wow, you know, like I'm I'm just trying to struggle to think about world class names that might be available that that exactly. are short term short-term solutions because there's not many. Maybe Aubameyang, like you said, Aubameyang would be great. Aubameyang he wants to leave. or Really? Uh, he, he, I don't know if he wants to leave. And again, I got a tweet um, this week. They told us... <laughs> you probably haven't read it, but they told us that, that, that we should do better research. I'm like, dude, you don't know what the fuck is going on behind the scenes. Anyway, I will preface this by saying I don't know if he wants to leave. Or I don't know if Arsenal wants him to go. Um, with that being said, if Arsenal is willing, they're not competing for the title anyway. <laughs> Arsenal's not competing for the title. So if they're willing to to improve a rival's squad, then why not do it? But again, is Arsenal really a rival for Manchester City? Manchester City kind of looks at Arsenal like this for these last for like the last decade. They've been looking at Arsenal over their shoulder for the last decade. So that would make sense. That would definitely make sense. But I like the Morata thing. Like that that's that's interesting. That's really interesting. You know who else would have been even you might you might completely disagree with what I'm about to say, but let's say he would have never gone to Roma. Tammy Abraham to Manchester City on a loan he went on a loan to Roma why not loan him out to to Manchester City I know I know probably wasn't going to happen because direct rivals chances are two teams that are going to to fight for the title tooth and nail but just speaking about the player ignore the other stuff 
wouldn't be a bad shout. Yeah, I think just mention. Not that I don't rate Tammy. I, I like Tammy a lot, but I don't think he's the finished article just yet. So hmm. I don't think if he if he didn't cut it at Chelsea at, to the level where they needed him to, I don't think it would have worked at Manchester City. Even though Manchester City is a slightly different setup and and the way they play is 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 very fast forward. So he would have a bunch of chances, but yeah. Tammy needs a bunch of chances, a bunch of chances, unfortunately. So I think I think the Roma move was better for him. But yeah, it's 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 that kind of player or better for Manchester City and Pep Guardiola because you can't get you can't bring in someone who's going to be a, a big drop off in talent like. This kid um, from Fiorentina, uh, Vlahovic, everybody loves him. Everybody, I don't know if you know him. He's a, I think he's a Croatian man. I'm not sure if he's from Croatia. Yeah. I think he's Eastern European. I, probably. People name drop him, but I've never watched him play. Yeah, I've seen I've seen him in in two two games now, and he he has that that big game. Uh, uh, bravado i would say like you can tell he's definitely imposing his will but i don't know if you go for someone like him who's not the finished article like like tammy as well just yet unless you're erling holland i don't i don't think oh my goodness okay thank god you brought this up right now did you read the same article that i'm reading right now from yesterday the headline is manchester city prepare 80 billion pound offer for Harry Kane alternative player in conversation with the club and that player is Dujan no Lok. shit yeah oh wow yeah see? I mean we'll see it's that's what I'm saying it's so interesting I'll, I'll we'll, let's mm. see if they if they go for that tier just under of a player oh. who can be world class I don't I don't like that man I don't like it either I, I don't like that you're not oh and, and then of course there's people that already made a video. Dujan Vlahovic, 2021. Welcome to Atletico Madrid. All right, let's not. Please. Yeah. The, 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 the less attacking players go to, to Manchester to Manchester City. No, no, no. Please, more attacking yeah. players there. To, to Diego Simeone, the better. Well, I think we know the only exception to that rule is Antoine Griezmann. That's it. Um, but yeah, please. No, no, no more Joao Felix Atletico. Please, James, if James goes to Atletico, good lord, that guy should just retire. Um, but yeah, Vlahovic looks like this is crazy, man. He was born January 28, 2000. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it looks like they they are preparing an 80 million pound bid, oh, according to Sports Illustrated. That's what I'm reading. Yeah, that's a good one. It's a decent source. Yeah. Let's see if they pull it off. Tottenham Hotspur was interested too. Yeah, I heard he um, rejected Spurs. Yeah, you see a lot of a lot of what I'm reading is uh Manchester City pursuing Vlahovic and uh talks intensify for Vlahovic. Um Yeah, it's just it's it it's a lot of stuff like that. Um, fan nation and yeah, man city table. Okay. That's from 14 hours ago, uh, seven hours ago. Um, team talk, never heard of them. So they're probably not, I, I don't know if they're reliable or not, but they're saying that a 68 million pound. Wow. I can't tell the difference between the Euro symbol and the pound symbol. I meant 80 million euros, not 80 million pounds. So it's six. Yeah. It's like 68. It's like 68 million pounds. Wow. I have no culture. Um, yeah, 68 million pounds. Uh, that's a lot. Uh, yeah, okay. Tribal football, Man City outbid Atletico Madrid for Fiorentina striker. Um, and well, and there goes all of our Lewandowski and Erling Haaland talks. So, this segment has gone to shit. No, it hasn't gone to Let's shit. Let's see. Let's see what they end up doing. Yeah, know. we'll see what happens with Manchester City. I love how we always end these these topics like that. Let's see what happens with so and so. Like we we don't we, obviously we're not here to solve anything. We're here to, to discuss and to make you guys think. Um, anything else you want to add about Man City? No, I hope they keep losing and dropping points. This is uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! The Chelsea fan came out. Um, 
I will add something really quick, just repeating something that I already said. Manchester City, if you're smart, like we know you are, you wait for Erling Haaland to be available next summer. You bring in a temporary solution. Dujan Vlahovic doesn't sound like a temporary solution if you're dropping 68 million pounds. Um, but you bring, in, you bring in a temporary solution that can score 10, 15 goals. That's a lot. Um, that can score 10 goals in the Premier League, you know, something like that. Eases the pressure off of the midfielders and the other attackers. And then you bring in Erling Haaland. But, yeah, that's that's it. That's what we believe Manchester City should do. We'll see what happens um, on the blue side of Manchester. I do got one one sparing thought for Manchester City. Oh, please. Uh, please, please, please. Poor Bernardo Silva, man. I know. Another attacking creative midfielder. And exactly. Exactly. Fifth choice. Exactly. Bernard. Imagine how good your squad has to be. For Bernardo Silva to be your third, fourth, fifth choice. Unreal. Unfair for the competition. Unfair for the player. He would do wonders at or he would do wonders for other clubs, not only in England, many, many places. All right. Yeah. That's Manchester City. Let's move on now to another another one of these uh, rich and spoiled teams. PSG. Kylian Mbappe. There's been a lot of talks. Kylian Mbappe. Is he going to stay? Is he going to go? Looks like he's staying. Looks like that's that's the latest. Kylian Mbappe is staying. And to be completely fair to us, I came up with this segment on Tuesday. There was still no official word of if Mbappe was staying or if he was going, whatever. But we're still going to go through with this because it's it's very relevant. If you guys don't know, Kylian Mbappe's deal with PSG ends in June 2022. So what that means is that he is he he can talk to any team that he wants in January. He is technically a free agent or let's let's put it in more simple terms. He's like half of a free agent because he can deal with the team him and his people can deal with with the team, whichever team he may be going to. Um, what do you think? Do you think Kylian Mbappe is doing the right thing and staying with PSG this season? Or should he have said, I'm out. I'm going to Madrid. Uh, it's, a, it's a great conversation to be had. And you can see the, I guess, the, the, the point on both sides. Mm-hmm. Kylian Mbappe, they say that he he asked for a competitive team to always challenge in the in the in the Champions League, and to be you know fairly compensated. Well, he's he's going to be fairly compensated, and he's going to have the probably the greatest team on earth, and the best chance to win the Champions League at PSG. So the owner very much put it on him when they when they had the messy press conference and he said he now has no reason not to, right? Or now there's no excuse. That was the exact the exact uh phrase he used. And he said it in English too. Now there's no excuse. So it's almost like he's letting the fans know I because if, if if Mbappe leaves, they're gonna come for the president, right? He's he's letting them know now ahead of time. What else could I have done? You know, mm-hmm. it, it's on. It's very much on the player. So it's it's a tough question because do you leave? Probably the greatest team on on earth. They probably. I mean, I say this now. It's it's August. So who knows with injuries and form and things like that. But they're they're the favorite to win every competition they're in, including the Champions League mm-hmm. as of now with the team that they have. So if they do win what they what they what we presume they will, why would he leave if he has money and he has trophies? It's it's really a tough conversation or a tough point for Kylian Mbappe to pull off, but he can. And we just saw Romelu Lukaku pull it off with Chelsea. You win the big you win the, the big trophies, right? And then you leave and you say that this has been your dream since you were a little boy. And that's how you get away with it because 
there's always, I guess, fans will, will there's certain fans will never forgive you. Fans are very, you know, very reaction, reactionary and very emotional, but everybody can understand uh, of somebody having a dream. And if Real Madrid, there's pictures of Kylian Mbappe as a little boy at, at the, the Bernabeu taking pictures with Real, uh, Ronaldo. If his dream was always to play at Real Madrid, you would have to think most fans would understand that. And if you, especially if he wins the, the big trophy for PSG and you have Messi and Neymar and you can probably go and, and Icardi's off the bench because you don't even have space for him anymore and you can afford letting go of Mbappe, of course you, you don't willingly do it, but you probably go and sign another big time player if you're PSG. Like uh, so the rumors yesterday or this week was, that they're going to sell Kylian Mbappe and buy Cristiano Ronaldo. So, don't, I mean, if you're PSG, are you really that worried about it? You're going to probably replace him with a world-class player. So, I, I, if you're if you're Kylian Mbappe, you go to Real Madrid, you live the dream that you've always had, you, you, you effectively replace Cristiano Ronaldo, who was your idol, and you, you probably win a Balloon d'Or if you win something of... Yeah significance at Real Madrid so you it, it makes sense as to why he can stay or why he should stay it makes sense as to why he should go I think he's probably gonna go if he hasn't signed that contract yet yeah you would usually expect a player like that to sign an extension like now or even a few months ago but I'm sure a few months ago he didn't know Messi was coming yeah, I think PSG are sweating now. If he, if this transfer window closes and he hasn't signed, I think that's a realization that they did not expect of, oh, shit, he actually might really be leaving. And at that point, do you continue to try to get him to sign a new contract? Do you think about possibly selling him in January and making a big fee? You don't get two, 300 million euros like you do if you sell him now, but you probably get... Over a hundred million euros if you sell Kylian Mbappe uh, in that last window. So yeah, it's going to be really fascinating. Yeah, and the the problem with this thing is that if you don't sell him in this window, if you don't sell him in a few days, and he doesn't sign a new deal, he's free to talk to anyone in January. He's going to be like, oh, happy new year. All right, Florentino Perez. Yes, how can I help you? What, what, what do you want to talk about? That's how it's going to be. So you're right. PSG might be sweating if, if he hasn't signed anything else or he, if he hasn't signed a new deal just yet. I think Kylian Mbappe is doing the smart thing and staying for the season. Of course, he has a much better chance of winning the Champions League with PSG than with Real Madrid. And that feels so good to say because every year, it's always Real Madrid is a favorite because they're Real Madrid. Well, not this year. Um, the Barca fan came out of me. I'm sorry. I, 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 I shouldn't do that. Um, but, of course, when you assemble this team for Kylian Mbappe, and he, you have to stay. You have to stay, and I think he's doing the right thing. I don't think he's staying like, Oh, damn, I don't want to be here. I wish I was in Madrid or this and that. Like, I think he just has Madrid in the back of his mind, but he's fully focused. He's fully focused and aware that he has a big challenge coming up this season in, in, in European football. But he has to stay. Be patient. You have to be patient. And, and you have to stay. And I think, I think that maybe Kylian Mbappe is playing it like this, where like, yeah, I'm staying, but I'm not going to sign a new deal, and I want to go to Madrid for free. Because I think he probably knows that Madrid can't afford those 300 million euros, 250, 300, 350, whatever the case may be. I'm sure Real Madrid can't afford that right now. I'm, I'm, I'm almost positive that they, that, that they can't. And if they do somehow pull it off and they pay that much money for Mbappe... Should he sign a new deal with PSG? There's going to be a lot of questions raised. But of course, it's Real Madrid. No one cares. No one questions them. They're, you know, everyone just kind of expects them to do these things. 
Where'd you get all that money from? Aren't you supposed? Are you building a new stadium? Well, I don't know. The 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 Euro fairy came in and dropped off three hundred million, so I so we can bring in Kylian Mbappe. You know, obviously I'm being exaggerated, but I think Kylian Mbappe personally, or uh, on 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 a personal note for Kylian Mbappe, I think that he's playing it very very smart. He's getting the best of both worlds. He might win a Champions League this season. It's not for sure. There again, we talk about a great team being assembled, but there were there are so many paper champions that haven't haven't really won a championship. Manchester City last season in the Champions League, PSG, uh, some every year, every year, every year. Now, well, the biggest difference is that you have the best player, in my opinion, the best player of all time. Um, and that just elevates you to, to a completely different level where it might just be a new level where no one has ever been. So, you know, it might be just something that, that has never been discovered. But again, I feel like Kylian Mbappe is playing it very smart. He has the best of both worlds. He knows that he might win a Champions League this season, and then he will fulfill that dream of playing for Real Madrid next season. And now let's just for the sake of this of this argument, let's let let's just say he's already a Real Madrid player. With the squad that Real Madrid has, how do you incorporate Kylian Mbappe to this team? Uh you you play him kind of like France does. Oh, off the side. I was thinking too. Yeah, you play him off of uh, Karim Benzema and off of of uh, Hazard on the other side, and you can have a lot of. Uh, dynamic wing play there where they interchange and, and really take the top off of teams. Um, right now, there's there's a lot of talk in England that Real Madrid are, are trying to get Mbappe and Pogba on the free next summer. Ooh. Yeah, and they did the wow. same with Alaba. They did the same with Alaba this past summer. So that's, True. that's how big clubs are, are playing it. You see PSG just... Now, yeah. Um... There's talk that they want both of those guys and are gonna release Erling Holland from that from that contract. So they get all three, and Holland's release clause next summer is 68 million pounds. So you get all three of those guys for 68 million pounds, obviously plus agent fees. You you, you think I think you you replace Ronaldo effectively if you get those three. That being said, um, I knew we weren't going to talk too much about uh, Erling Holland today. Mm-hmm. You there, Alex? Oh, yeah. Sorry, you froze on my end. Yeah, the, and you froze on my end, too, but it's fine. I heard everything that you said. Um, Sadly. I, I don't think, yeah, I don't think <laughs> that that's going to happen, that dream scenario that they, they're talking about at Sky in, in England. I think, yeah, they might get uh, Mbappe and Pogba on a free, and that sounds like a really great idea. Those are two really dynamic young players who play for the French national team who could probably be at Real Madrid for a, a, a decent amount, five to ten years together. Um, I think if you're Erling Haaland, you go to Barcelona and you replace or you replace Leo Messi. You let them figure out and fix those books this year. And even if it costs you, I know there's fans of Barcelona who disagree with this, but even if it costs you a Frankie de Jong where you sell him for what you bought him for, which should be a, a really a really easy argument to pitch to a, a, a team. If you sell Frankie de Jong for what you bought him for, which is 70 million pounds, and you use that on Erling Haaland, I think it's well worth it. Yes, you can raise the funds from other players. I'm just saying if you have to, if, if you have nothing else, and you have to sell Frankie De Jong, who, yes, might be your best player. At least you still have Pedri in that midfield. And you do effectively replace Leo Messi with Erling Haaland. Haaland is somebody who's worthy of that mantle. I'm not going to say he's on the path to be the greatest player ever. I think Messi's an all-timer, if, if not one of the top two, three best players to ever grace a field. But Erling Haaland would be show-stopping. People would fly to Barcelona to go see Erling Haaland, like they flew mm-hmm. to Barcelona to go see Leo Messi. Lucky bastard. Um, yeah. Um, 
I think that next summer they're going to do it, man. I think Mbappe's going to go and replace Ronaldo and Haaland's going to go to Barcelona, hopefully. If they all go to the same team, I'm just going to be annoyed. <laughs> yeah, of course. And But when I raised my hand, I, I, I didn't mean that I've been to Barcelona. I haven't. I would say that I, I'm saying that I uh, I would fly to Barcelona to see Erling Haaland play. That's what I meant. Dude, I would be a completely different person if I had seen Messi play live in like a Champions League game or something like that. I've seen him play live, but like a friendly. That's all. Um, that That's the closest I've ever been to, to greatness. <laughs> no. Um, dude, I would love to see Haaland at Barcelona. That would be unbelievable. And... And yeah, for Real Madrid again, it's it's very, it's it's beautiful to think that in one team you can have Pogba, Mbappe, Benzema, Hazard, Gareth Bale somewhere in there, but it's not happening. I I don't think it's happening. I I think for Real Madrid, you pick one or the other. Yeah, you pick one or the other. You do not get all of those players. Or sorry, Pogba and Mbappe. You get Pogba or Mbappe. You don't get Pogba and Mbappe. I don't think that happens. No, I think they get both. I think they get Pogba and Mbappe. I don't think they get uh, Mbappe and Haaland. Because Pogba, Pogba you can get on a free as well. He's on his last year of the contract. Yeah, but he's not going to go for free, free. He's going to no, have a lot of money to play. Have to pay Mino Raiola a boat of money, a boatload of money. Exactly. And I don't I don't think Florentino Perez is going to want to deal with with Mino. that. You know, I don't know if he's going to want to negotiate with, with with again, if if it's Paul Paul Pogba and his talents, no no wages, none of that. Like, yeah, of course, but again, Real Madrid isn't in a great financial situation. That's why I think they don't get. The, I, and you added Erling Haaland. I think it's it's one of the three. You get Mbappe, you get Pogba, or you get Haaland. Which one? Which one do you want? That's what it comes down to. Which one do you really want? If I was Real Madrid, I'd go for Mbappe. Because yeah. I, again, I, I I think I see Haaland in the Premier League. That's where I see him. I would love to see him play for Barcelona. I just don't think it's happening. I don't think it's ever going to happen. To me, Erling Haaland is a Premier League player. And whereas like Kylian Mbappe, I don't think he's a Premier League player. Um, same thing like Neymar. I don't know. I just don't think he's a Premier League player. Like I, I don't think he would like it. I don't I don't see him wearing like a Manchester City blue or a Manchester United red or something. Like I, I just don't see it. I don't see him playing. And, and here I go. I don't see him playing in a in a cold rainy night in Stoke. I just don't see him. Like there are a lot of players that I don't see doing that. Erling Holland, one hundred percent. He'll probably play shirtless in that cold night in Stoke because he doesn't care because he's a robot. Um, but yeah, I think Kylian Mbappe is the best option for Real Madrid. And for a second, I'm I'm sorry, I'm about to say this, Chris, but for a second, I forgot that. Eden Hazard played for Real Madrid. <laughs> Oof, my boy, Super ready. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I, I I forgot for a second that that he played for Real Madrid, and I'm like, ooh, you're right. So that, but here's the thing. I feel like if Mbappe joins, I get a weird feeling that Hazard is leaving. I don't know why. I just get a weird feeling. Mm-hmm. Remember, Bale's on his last year of the contract. I think Bale's gonna leave. I don't, and I don't know leave. I, I, they were saying he might retire and and, and just play. Uh, just play golf. No, there's like yeah, but <laughs> they're saying um, he might retire. He might do like the opposite and like pull as a don, where he might retire from club football and then take six uh, yeah. months off. And then go to Qatar. To the national team. Yeah. That makes sense. We'll see. I mean, For him, it makes sense. Yeah, he's he's he doesn't seem like he's in love with the game. He, like, no, he's never liked it. Yeah. So he's we'll never see. Liked it. Yeah. So then, again, with Gareth Bale leaving. Yeah, as he might say, I think, if, if they get Mbappe, it might be just to, to replace Bale. Because you, you would get Mbappe on the free. I... I 
I hear what you're saying about one of the three. I still think they get. I I, I think they might get those two. Mm-hmm. It, it, it will be on a free, and I think they're gonna move on from like a Luka Modric or a Tony Cruz, something of that magnitude. And Hobart's gonna be the replacement. But we'll, we're gonna we'll see how that plays out. It is gonna be a lot. Of, I'm, I won't lie, and I and I agree with you. It's gonna be a lot of money to get two of those three. So, especially because of the agent fees, like. Damn. On on Pogba's end, yeah, of course. Um, but but Holland Holland shares the agent. Holland has the same oh, agent. Oh, you're so, right. It's gonna be agent fees up the up. You know, it's gonna for both of those. It's gonna be. Yeah. Ugh. Oh my god. Yeah, I've I've heard. Obviously, not not to the extent. But is there anything else you want to add about Mbappe PSG? Let me just ask you this, and then I'll tell you the story that I was about to tell. Um, how do you think Mbappe will do with PSG this season? How do you think he first? How do you think he meshes with Messi on in the training ground? It looks like there's going to be no issues at all. Um, how do you think he meshes with Messi, and how how do you think he's going to do throughout the season? Uh, I think all three of those guys are going to have thirty goals apiece. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, it's gonna be absolutely show stopping. Yeah, it's gonna be unfair. Yeah, show stop, Showtime Lakers out in Paris. It's gonna be a spectacle. They're gonna be. It's. It's. You know uh, how I say. You know, form is t- temporary and class is permanent. Yes. Those three guys are ballers. It doesn't matter if it's Monday, Tuesday, Saturday, April, October. Those three guys are ballers. Mm-hmm. So they're gonna play, and it's gonna be injury, injury forbidding, show stopping. Absolutely, there's no other way to see it. Really, <laughs> there's no other way to see it. I I share that. With, I don't know if they're each gonna score thirty goals. Um, it wouldn't surprise me at all. I I do think that Kylian Mbappe will have a statement season, though. I think he's going to have a statement season. Not that he hasn't these last four years. He's had. A, I feel like he's had a statement season in every single one of his professional years. Um, but I feel like this one's going to be more like, I want to go to Real Madrid. And this this is it. This is how I win the Real Madrid fans over. By doing this. The, the last dance in a way. Yeah. And how appropriate. Wearing Jordan. Yeah. And, um, and with, with the Chicago Bulls short design. Yeah, there's something a little bit uh, two completely different stages of their careers too. Michael yeah, Jordan yeah. was at the end. Kylian Mbappe is a, he's still at the beginning. Um, but yeah, I think it's going to be a statement season for Kylian Mbappe, and then Messi will. We'll we'll have to wait and see. I can't wait for Messi to make his debut. We'll we'll have to wait and see, and and we will talk about that at a later date. But as of right now, Kylian Mbappe will remain a PSG player at least for the next season. And what I wanted to talk to you about or something that, that I just wanted to, to tell you really quick, since we were talking about agents and stuff like that, I've, I've heard, of course, in the lower leagues, um, in, in, in places where, you know, football isn't, isn't necessarily the best, I've heard just horror stories about agents, agents going behind their clients back and charging the team an extra hundred, two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars and 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 saying that that's what their player is asking for, but in reality the agent is just pocketing all of that money. I've I've heard a lot of those stories and I don't I I, I can't really picture that happening with with the players that we were just talking about right now. But there's a lot of shady shit going on. Let's be honest. There's probably a lot of shady stuff going on that we don't know about. Um, so, so that's why. And and I only talk about these these agents, or I, sorry, I only talk about about this this agent stuff because you brought up Mino Raiola, and we know that he's some personality, you know. So. Yeah, we'll just have to wait and see what happens again. I don't know. I don't even know if Real Madrid has any Mino Raiola players. Ooh. Don't think so. Who's 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 Hazard's agent? It's not him. I think it's his father. Okay. Same thing with Courtois. That's Paul normal. 
that, that I feel like that's very normal. Your your agent, it's like is like your father or your older brother or something like that. Uh, but yeah, I I wonder. And if 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 there are no Mino Raiola players in Real Madrid, it's for a reason. It's for a reason. I I, I we we tend to forget sometimes that Florentino Perez is a person that. Uh, has some personality too. He is some character. Um, he calls himself the savior of football. Well, he doesn't really call himself the savior of football, but that's what he intends to be. And I think that he is the complete opposite. Um, uh, are you looking up if there are yeah, any? Yeah, I don't see anybody. Literally anybody. There's that. There's that. There's that. Uh, I, Pogba might be the exception next season. But again, I'm, I'm sure if they don't, it's for a reason. I think it's for a reason, so we'll just we'll have to wait and see what happens there. All right, I guess this is the end of this episode. Um, all right, man. Uh, anything else you want to add before we we wrap this up? Uh, just uh, to ev- for everybody to enjoy this week's games. Um, Chelsea play Arsenal. Romelu Lukaku will make his. Will Congratulations make his on the win! Congratulations on the win. We'll see. I mean, it. I, <laughs> I don't usually like calling them beforehand, but this one feels pretty nailed on, man. Arsenal, oh, come on. Arsenal don't look good, and Lukaku's going to go out there and look for blood. So it's going to be insane. Like it's going. I think it feels like it's going to be a bloodbath, but I don't like saying that out loud before the game because I'm superstitious. But I know. I know. Um, Every soccer fan is. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, just enjoy this week's games. And, uh, oh, yeah, just just talking about what you were talking about with agents right now. Lukaku, just quick quick side story. Lukaku almost came to Chelsea four years ago because he wanted – he left Chelsea when he was young, wanted to come – he went to Everton, had a great stint there. Played at West Brom too, didn't he? Yeah, went to West Brom alone, Everton alone, then went to Everton permanently, was there for four years and killed it. Wanted to go back to Chelsea as a 24-year-old and uh, was already house hunting with his mom. Last second, Mino Raiola got an offer from Jose Mourinho and Manchester United with double the agent fees. And where did Romelu Lukaku go? Manchester United. A year later, when he's on the bench, because Jose Mourinho's, or a year and a half later, when Jose Mourinho's fired, and he's on the bench, and with all the Gunnar Solskjaer calling the shots, and he's not getting much game time, Mino Rayola is fired, but Melo Lukaku gets his move to Inter Milan. Uh, Milan, excuse me. It, there you go. It's the, the, like you said, the, the, it doesn't really happen on the top level. As much, the agents pull a lot of shady shit in the bottom level. But even on that world-class level, it still happens where the agents have a say in these transfers, where they have a little bit of pull regarding uh, who they want these players to go to because of how much compensation they get. And lo and behold, it's the agent who we're talking about, the one who represents Paul Pogba and the one who represents Erling Haaland. So... Don't be surprised if they go to the highest bidder. Hmm. Interesting. You see, you're just adding to my point. Thank you, Chris. And I did it. Never in my life did I think I would talk or we would talk so much about Mino Raiola. And that's probably the last time we will mention him. Uh, no, I'm sure yeah. we're gonna th- we're, we're gonna talk about him quite yeah, a lot. Yeah, we'll see transfers happen. We'll see. Yeah, we'll we'll have to wait and see. Just. If you're if you're still listening to this, which you should be, if you're listening to this and you see a certain transfer that doesn't necessarily make sense, look up that player's agent. If it's Mino Raiola, he probably got like an extra million or two to to send that player wherever he 40. may be now. Or what was that? Or forty. That's that's what he's looking for for Holland. That's what they're saying. Forty million to to Raiola alone. Okay, I I think I'm just gonna become an agent now, and I'm gonna I'm, I'm, I'm gonna become my brother's agent. Hopefully, he turns pro. <laughs> the amount of money I can inject to this podcast, Chris, are you kidding me right now? Yeah, I told you we we're gonna talk about Raiola when these players sign. Oh, we will. It's gonna be ridiculous. Oh, oh, we will. We we will definitely talk about him. Damn. Okay. All right. 
Well, that's it from us. Chris, thank you so much. Thank you for your time. As always, I'll talk to you next week. And I'll see you all next week. And hopefully, you all enjoy the games. I, w- I was going to try to make a Mino Raiola joke, but I, I can't. I can't think of one off the top of my head. I'm just I'm just in awe that he charged that much for <laughs> that was the fee that he was charging. Incredible. Maybe maybe if there's like a future doctor or a future lawyer or like a, a cop or a firefighter listening right now. Become a football agent, okay? That's where the money's at. That's where the money's at. Become a football agent and we'll leave you with that. Take care everyone. Goodbye. <laughs>